The following is a Cheeky Leprechaun production. Pop culture is the entirety of ideas. Right, me, Mario. This is the Pop Culture Report with Dan O'Kelly. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Pop Culture Report. I am your host, Dan O'Kelly. And I guess if you're jumping in right at the start, if this is you're listening to this live as it goes up well not live because it's a podcast it's pre-recorded but if you're jumping in from episode one as this is released well thanks for you know jumping in at the ground level it's very exciting you could be along for the ride more than likely though maybe you're somebody that's come to it a little bit later you know after i've shown that i've got commitment to this podcast and i've done a handful of episodes which is the plan it is the plan but uh, if you have jumped on later, hopefully you've got a little bit of good word of mouth. Something like that that's made you go, oh, look, I'll give it a go. And so much so you liked the episode you tried and you thought, I'm going to start from the start. I'm going to go back, see what else they've spoken about on this podcast. If you're listening to this one, maybe you like The Simpsons because that's what we're talking about today. To kick off the pop culture report, we do. We talk about The Simpsons. I'm joined by my guest, debut guest, huge coveted spot that was it was hard to sort of you know I've got a full booking committee here and they went through big names it was huge names that wanted to be involved in this but um the one I thought was most fitting was somebody I've worked with before Radio Mike who is the host of the podcast 20th Century Boy Uh, Mike and I worked on a radio show together um for Triple M Modern Digital and that was a lot of fun Mike's a great guy and in my time getting to know Mike I came to learn that he's a huge fan of The Simpsons. So naturally, when I wanted to do this podcast, I'd sort of, I'd spitballed it with Mike and a few other people for that matter. And Mike said, look, you ever need somebody, I'm in. And uh, look, admittedly, that's more why he was, uh, especially the first guest, there wasn't actually many people, you know, beating down the door to get involved. But it was, nonetheless, it was really exciting to have Mike put his hand up and say, I'm in, let's talk Simpsons, because he is a fanboy of The Simpsons, and you'll you'll pick up on that in the podcast. He's a big fan. But yeah, to give you a, an idea of what the show is about, why I'm doing the show, I guess, you probably look at it and you go, pop culture, it's so broad. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's broad. That's half the point. Because... I sit there and I'm constantly, I don't know about you, I'm always having people say, oh, have you watched this show? Have you watched, you know, whatever it might be, uh, Futurama? Uh, no, no, I haven't, to be honest, no. There's so I'm still trying to catch up on uh, all of The Office, or whatever it might be. There's too much to be across. You can't be expected to be trying everything that's in pop culture because it's so, there's so much. There is so much in the world of pop culture. But honestly, that's half the appeal of doing a show like this because I get to find out more about the world of pop culture that some things I might never even consider giving a go. I might just go, nah, I've got too much on my plate. I'm not going to bother. That doesn't interest me. But hang on, now I have a conversation with somebody that's into it and I go, oh, wait, maybe that does interest me. Maybe I will try Game of Thrones for the first time ever. Yeah, never seen Game of Thrones. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of it, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. There's no point doing that. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I know. You're probably thinking about turning off. 
don't, give me a chance. Because as I'm saying, that's half the point of the podcast is to learn about new things in pop culture I'm not aware of. And I'm excited by that thought. Because at the same time, I want to talk about the things I love. Things I'm really into that you might not be aware of at all. You might not even give a second thought. But after hearing me being all passionate and excited about it, you might go, wait, hang on. That does sound kind of interesting. Maybe I would give that a go. Look, we're all learning. We're all finding new, cool, fun things so that we can, you know, spend our time doing and investing in. Because isn't that what pop culture is? It's full of cool stuff. Things we find entertaining, fun, funny, uh, cool. As I said, what's not to love about talking about all things pop culture? We live in a world where there's a lot of bad news every day. Why not spend some time listening to people talk about stuff that excites them, interests them, and talk about it in a way like it really freaking matters and like it's world-changing stuff? Because in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinions I'll have on and talk to, it is. Why surround yourself with things that you don't care about and are all doom and gloom when you can... Sometimes you need a little escapism, don't you? And that's the point of this podcast. Listen to fans, industry experts, whoever it might be, Talk about the things you love or the things you want to hear more about. That's pretty simple. I think that, yeah, maybe that'll be the synopsis. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, The sponsor for our first episode, our sponsor today is Bell Design Co. Bell Design Co. is a graphic design label that is... So thank for our... You've probably seen it. Our show's impressive logo, if you ask me. I freaking love our show's logo. So, you know, when you do a podcast, for instance, like this one, you need something that's eye-catching and it sort of separates you from everyone else, but it also sums up what your podcast's about. Now, if you look at the podcast logo that we've got for this show, you'll see scattered around me, not only they pop culture things, but they're things that I'm into. So that was what I went to Bell Design Co. with. I went to them and I said, look, I'm doing a podcast. I've got an idea of what I want, but to be honest, I didn't really, I couldn't picture it in my mind. But like anything, when you do it and you need to reach a certain audience or you want to expand your audience, you need branding and logos that are going to help you go that extra mile to reach an audience and make yourself appealing and stand out in the crowded world that is social media and online marketing. So instead of going to a large agency where your project will probably be pushed from desk to desk, get in touch with Bell Design Co. where you will work directly with your graphic designers. Whether you're a small or large business, a non-for-profit or maybe even a little old podcast like me. Bell Design Co. are the graphic designers for all of your branding needs. And if you get in touch with them, let them know Dan sent you by using the promo code POPCULTUREREPORT in your email or direct message, and you'll receive a 10% off discount. To get in contact, head over to their Facebook page at Bell Designs, or their Instagram at Bell Design Co. Or alternatively, all email inquiries can be emailed to estelle.batalliel1 at gmail.com that's Estelle E-S-T-E-L-L-E dot Batalia B-A-T-T-A-G-L-I-A one at gmail.com and don't forget use the promo code alright it's time for my conversation with Mark where we talk all things The Simpsons look to be honest we touch on what we consider to be the golden age of The Simpsons seasons 1 through 12 we know a lot of people cap it off at season 9 or 10 but hey it was our childhood we were talking about we had fond memories don't get too up in arms we also talk about the creation of the simpsons debuting on the tracy ullman show give you all that insight to the history and the as i said creation of the simpsons we talk about how we think the simpsons should end after all these years and if it should end 
And also, Mike, t- well, look, I should address this. Mike said, do you mind if I sing us out? And I said, Mike, I'd love that. I'd love a musical performance to close out the first episode of this new series. And he did, and it was great. And I had a bit of a sing. We, we both got into it. And then in the, in the weeks after we recorded that podcast, uh, some revelations from within the world of pop culture, <coughs> MJ, came out and it sort of, uh, look, it, it made me second guess. Should I edit that out of the podcast? Should I leave it? Um, I didn't. I left it. Because it was fun. And I think, you know, it's a good song and it's a fond Simpsons memory for me. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen in. You'll hear it at the end. But anyway, let's go to the conversation now where Radio Mike from 20th Century Boy podcast and I talk about all things The Simpsons. You know what I actually did? With this, the, has it yeah, this will be it. Oh. I reckon this will be it. I reckon, I reckon just like that. I'm ready. Just straight We're in. We're in the podcast. You know what I did with The Simpsons? Because that's our that's our topic Yes. for this week. The Simmies, as I like to call it for short. The Simmies? Is that what you call no, it? No, I've never called it that. Can you, before we before we jump too far in and I tell you what I did, can you just tell people listening why I would have picked you for The Simpsons? Because there are very obvious reasons to me. Yes, so I am a, a hardcore Simpsons maniac. Yeah, uh, that's what I've been called most of my life. People say, "Mike, you're a hardcore Simpsons maniac, man. <laughs> Get out of here! You're mucking everything up." <laughs> you and I the say, animal. And I say, "You know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to keep watching The Simpsons." But basically, I love it. I think it's super. I, I've watched it my whole life. I'm obsessed with it. I've yeah. seen every episode like 50 times. Yeah. Um, and I did a community Every episode radio show. 50 times? No, not every episode. Like, I reckon I've seen the, the, the golden age. Yeah, like, here we go. in quote unquote, the golden age, they yep. say is between, usually between seasons two and 10, some people stretch it to like 12. And then from yep. around then people say, oh, well, that's when it got shit. Yep. Um, am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Absolutely. That's fine. Hey, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, good. No, I, dude, I love the show. I love Matt Groening's art style. I know everything about it. So it's Matt Groening? Yeah. Or is it Groening? It's Groening. I, I thought always it was, thought Groening it was Groening for Groening. so long. That's like, so interesting. Like his name is Matt, uh, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like he's Groening. I'm like, so glad you've said this because I've got his name written down so many times and I was going to say Groening. Yeah, I'm, I'm 92% sure it's Matt Groening. Just, 92. Just, just I'm 92. not happy with 92. There's a cheeky 8% doubt. <laughs> But room, for sure. room for her. Room for her. All right. So yeah, you're you're a Simpsons maniac, and yes. you would, along with me, be able to say there's absolutely no denying the historical impact that Simpsons has had on pop culture. Yes, it's massive. Culturally speaking, I think uh, it's. I think it's not as relevant in terms of like television now, but I still think the characters are iconic. But I think historically speaking, you're so right. Like. The Simpsons is like one of the most culturally uh, significant uh, television shows. Certainly, one of the most culturally significant cartoons yep. ever made in the history of television, with, without a doubt. Do you think it's not as prominent now, given the landscape of TV, though? Yeah, and I, I, I sometimes I see them pop up on YouTube, and they do these shorts that are do like, they? That, yeah, they do like shorts that are sometimes like commentaries on the current political situation yeah, okay. in, yep. in America or something like that. And they're always really funny and a lot better than the full episodes, right? You, okay, so that's what I wanted to say. So mm. what, what I've done is, in preparation for this podcast, yeah. I am similar to you in that I'm a massive 
fan of The Simpsons, Great. but really for the golden years. Season like, two, episode five. What's it called? What's it about? Not that big a fan. <laughs> Me either. What is it? Do you know it? <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> My I, God. It's I, was gonna be, land. I was going to be so thrilled that I'd asked you to do it if you knew that. But now no, again, no. I'm just sort of <laughs> mediocre on it. All right. So. <laughs> Sorry for putting you on, on the spot there. No, man. that's fine. That's fine. That's what the podcast is all about. That's what, that's what a podcast is for. It's loose. Very loose. <laughs> So what I, what I was going to say was, what I did was I went and I watched the first ever episode of The Simpsons. Cool. Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Yes. yes. Which sort of like, to me, it, it's a very it's very true to being a pilot format of oh, a TV absolutely. show. It doesn't even open with The Simpsons' iconic opening. No. Um, like sort of going through Springfield and stuff. Yeah. That happens in episode two. Yeah. And you know what? The entirety of season one is very much that kind of pilot feel where it's not quite the show yeah. that it became. The, the characters are so not what they are to become, especially yeah. the the biggest uh, sort of contrast I think is Homer. Homer is very different. Yeah. He's so different. Different like, voice, different mannerisms. Very different voice, but the same actor, is it yeah, not? Yeah. It's still Dan Castaneda. Um, also, uh, Smithers is black and Barney has blonde hair. Wait, Smithers is black. I haven't actually gone through that yeah, far in, of the. In season one, Smithers is black. Lou, who's the black cop, is yep. white. Really? And Barney has blonde hair. So he's, Barney just has a, like a head, head of hair the same way like Bart and Lisa have hair. Like yep. It does, yeah. And, uh, yeah, lots of like animation differences. Yeah, there are. Um, one but... other noticeable one I saw was, uh, Miss Krabappel. Oh, what was how is she different? Well, in in uh, Bart the Genius, which is episode two, yeah. Bart, we all know the premise. Bart is he fakes a, his way through a quiz and yeah. he gets way too good a score. They think he's a genius. Gets sent to this special school, and the teacher at this school is essentially Miss Krabappel, but we haven't yeah, met yes. that yeah, character yet. So they've obviously those. they've taken the format of that character. Yeah, because Ralph, like the character that looks like Ralph appears throughout the first season, but he has a different voice to Ralph and he doesn't have a name, right? Yep. And it's almost like from season two onwards, they were like, oh, let's call this character Ralph. And yep. like, like Ralph and Chief Wiggum were both established characters in the show long before they decided that they were father and son. Really? They weren't created as father and son. It was just like, oh, Ralph kind of could be Chief Wiggum's son. And they decided that that's Because they're both what it was. sort of, I guess, they're, they're perceived porky, to be a little bit... stupid. Yeah, porky yeah. and stupid. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like that was a, just a decision they made later in the production, right? Yeah. That that wasn't a thing where they created this family. It was just like, yeah, that, that could be the thing. I had no idea that that was... They, and I imagine there's probably a couple of those. I'm trying... Yeah, well, act, one of the one of the craziest ones is like Matt Groening's original thing before he did cartoons was a comic strip called uh, I think it's called Life in Hell. I've got, I've got it here. Is Life, it Life in, in Hell. Yeah, yeah, Life in Hell, and there was like a rabbit character in that with big long rabbit ears. See, I don't know much about it. So yeah. this was a co- like a it's comic, a comic strip, strip. Yeah, not a he, comic book, not a comic book, a comic strip, and like yep. there was a big rabbit character with rabbit ears, and originally Marge, right? Yeah. At the end of season, at the season finale or the series finale of The Simpsons, the original premise was some bizarre thing where Marge took her hair off and she was the rabbit from that, from Life in Hell. What? This was meant to be like an overarching storyline throughout the season one. Yeah. Really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. It's true. And then then Matt Groening was like, actually, that's stupid. I'm not doing that. Also, Krusty was originally supposed to be Homer. So Krusty and Homer were the same person and it was supposed to be like a thing of 
the kids look up to Krusty, but they don't look up to Homer, but you'd eventually find out it was actually Homer who was Krusty. And if you look at Krusty the Clown, it's he does the look same exactly design, like, character yeah, design exactly is the so, same. Well, that's so funny you say that because, okay, what, but the other part to what I've been trying to say for the first five minutes was not only did I go back and watch the first couple of episodes of The Simpsons, yeah, I've gone and I watched, uh, see. What are we in? Season 30 it now? It just, just got renewed to season 32. But yes. I think that the season that will air this year, or the season that's currently airing is Yes, 30, it's yeah. currently airing. Yeah, it's yeah. 30. So I watched season 30, episode 14, which guests stars uh, Mark Maron in it. Yes, and I which, heard that podcast. And I watched the episode. And look, to me, I was like, it was, it was a pretty good episode. Like, it's not iconic by yeah. any stretch. But one of the uh, intertwined storylines throughout it was this comparison of how... So it's like... The clouds. Bart and Homer are looking up at the clouds, and there's two formations of clouds. One is in the shape of Marge. Mm-hmm. One is in the shape of Krusty. In this storyline, Krusty and Marge have a love affair. And Jeez, th- I know, spoilers, radical. spoilers. I need to watch this one. <laughs> As the clouds come closer together, the sides of what would be Krusty's hair in the form of clouds in this yeah. fall away, and it's just Homer. Yes. And you do, you go, oh my God, they are yeah, they're spitting exactly image. The same. Same voice actor as well. That's, is it? Yeah, that's so Dan Castaneda does a lot of the like the main male voices. So he does Homer, he does Krusty. I didn't think um, that was Homer. Yeah, no, it's the same voice actor. How sure are you? I'm a thousand percent sure. Really? I bet my life savings on it. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, well, sorry. I... <laughs> All right, so talking about sort of the start of The Simpsons. So mm. going back, obviously you would be familiar with how The Simpsons came to be. Yes. Uh, but for anyone that's not, uh, the the Simpsons first debuted on the Tracy Ullman show. Yes. Which it's like, was that like a variety sketch comedy type yeah. show and, and I in th- the 80, late 80s? Yeah. And I think like, you know how they, I, I'm pretty sure Tracy Ullman, who was like the host of this show, yeah. she eventually tried to claim that she was entitled to royalties to the Simpsons because... She, like, gave it the platform in the first place, but it never came through, I'm pretty sure. You could make the argument. Yeah. If I if I was her, and, I mean, her career, she had a very successful career, but, mm. I mean, in this day and age, The Simpsons being what it is, which is a billion-dollar franchise, yeah. I mean, you'd probably try and <laughs> scrape a little Get off a little yourself, of wouldn't yeah, you? I mean, absolutely. you'd be crazy not to. And it was her show where it debuted. So, uh, obviously, James L. Brooks, who was a producer on the Tra- Tracy Ullman show. Yeah. I know you probably know a lot of this. No, people no, no. listening might not. That's the point of That's this. The That's the, point the of fun. This to teach people. Uh, so, they, he was a producer and he wanted, he came up with the idea of let's have cartoons to jump in and out of the ad breaks with. Yeah. And so he. As like re- sketches almost. Yeah. yeah. And he really liked. That comic strip series you talked about by Matt Groening. Yes. There we go. Not Matt. <clears throat> no. <laughs> I he, love this podcast, man. I see, it's great. It's so funny you, you, can, you can groan in, in place of somebody's name. How good's that? Um, he, and he went to Matt Groening and said, I really like your comic strip. Mm. Come up with a premise for these, like, these short segments. Yeah. And Matt Groening was going to do, as you sort of alluded to, he was just going to adapt that Life in Hell, Life in Hell, isn't it? Yeah. Life in Hell series for that, but he realised that's giving up my life's work in terms of the rights. He would have had to have handed it over. Yeah, right. So he panicked. Did you, I don't know if you know this. I didn't know this. He panicked last minute, sitting in the waiting room to go and talk to James L. Brooks. Actually, yeah, I've heard this, I think. And he came up with the concept of a small town family in The Simpsons. And he based it loosely on On his his own own family, family, but being... Him. him as a child. Yeah. So Homer and Margaret 
were his parents. I'm oh, pretty, so his dad's name was his Homer. His dad's name was Homer, I'm pretty sure. And then and his, Margaret, yeah, of course. And then I think Lisa and, and Maggie, no, Homer and Marjorie, sorry, were his parents. And then Lisa and Margaret, Maggie, yeah. were his sisters. And then he was going to call Bart Matt. But okay. then he didn't want to call it Matt because it would be too obvious. So he went with uh, Bart, which is an anagram of Brat. So that's how the name, that's how Bart was <laughs> I made. was about to say, what a fucking weird name to pull out of nowhere, Bart. Yeah, Bartholomew. But Bartholomew. Yeah, okay. yeah it, it's 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 really interesting that he like just yeah I didn't know that he pulled it out so quickly yeah like that he just sort of surprised did it yeah no just room. in the waiting room and then that was that's obviously led to like isn't it crazy to think that a spur of the moment idea yeah can like, turn into it's like this podcast it's like a, it's like well I was gonna <laughs> say it's like how J.K. Rowling wrote the entire premise of Harry Potter on the back of a napkin but yeah it's sort of like this podcast I guess did you. <laughs> Yeah, she, <laughs> that's she, way more impressive. Yeah, so J.K. Rowling, I know this isn't the Harry Potter episode, but I'll be back for that one. Yeah, of course. But she wrote. I'm pretty sure she wrote like the pretty much the main plot points of Harry Potter just came to her, and she wrote them on the back of a napkin in a cafe, and then started writing the books, and it changed her life. So yeah, sort of similar kind of thing. Doesn't hearing that sort of shit like the Simpsons one as well? Just make you think, why am I bothering doing anything creative? No, nah, man. Like, I, I have ideas like that all the time. Do I just you don't really? do them because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, no, and you do care. <laughs> you so care. <laughs> all right, so you reckon you reckon the golden age of Simpsons, personally for you, you said that it, it can sort of skew depending who you mm. ask. To you, golden age of Simpsons, go. Dude, I love I, – I, it starts at season two, but to be honest, I have fond memories up until – Probably season fourteen. I would. I was going to say fifteen for myself, and yeah. that's just a ballpark. It there's yeah. some great episodes some that go really that good deep. Ones. One one of my favorite episodes is Barting Over, which is the th- it was the three hundredth episode where Bart meets Tony Hawk and Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, and he gets emancipated he, from his yeah. Spirit. He gets emancipated, and Homer's like, "I thought I I thought you loved being a dude." It's he doesn't what, know what emancipation <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great episode. And you know what else I love? Bart has the coolest apartment. Yeah. Like it's just I mean besides besides the first night, it's a bit lonely. Yeah. It's a bit it's a bit creepy and stuff. Yeah. But then he finds oh no, it's Tony Hawk's next door, isn't it? Tony Hawk's uh, upstairs, I think. Upstairs. Yeah, and he yeah. find, and then that's really cool. Yeah. And I was a kid and I loved Tony Hawk. Like he's one of my favorite sort of childhood celebrities. Yep. And like to see him in The Simpsons, I was like, fuck yeah, that's sick, man. Like I don't know. I, I loved that episode and I, I think it's a really, really funny episode. And I think that's season thirteen. Really? That's that late? Yeah. You don't, You wouldn't think that. But a lot of people complain that in those later seasons, the Simpsons would just meet celebrities for the sake yeah, of that's it. Yeah, that seems to be the common yeah. gripe against it. Whereas like in the earlier seasons, there'd be celebrity guests, but they'd often play original characters or something yep. like that, like Hank Scorpio and, and Hank, like that, stuff like that. Oh, man, that episode's great. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the, the most... The, it's called You Only Move Twice. It's it's uh, probably the fa- one of the fan favorite episodes in yeah. terms of most Simpsons. So fans. wait, who played Hank Scorpio? Oh, what's his name? Uh, it's the same guy that plays Marlon the Fish in Finding Nemo. Um, it, oh, how, how do I know oh, this? Oh, oh, curly, curly hair, yeah. sort of curly hair. I can't hair. believe oh. I've forgotten his name. I feel humiliated. It, it's funny. Uh, every time I see this guy, I think of James L. Brooks. I'm pretty sure his name is James. James, uh, it is. It's James. Oh, shit. We're going to have to edit this hard. Let's edit this. Okay. <laughs> Where's my can phone? We edit? I, can, I think it's James. No, it's Mel Brooks. It's Mel Brooks. Is it Mel Brooks? Yeah, it's Mel. No, it's not Mel Brooks. It's Mel Brooks. 
It's oh, it's Al Al Brooks, Albert Brooks, Albert Brooks. That's the one, Mel that's, Brooks. That's... You are so certain too. Sorry, guys, I am no longer on the podcast, and I'm that's not a somewhat Simpsons awkward. Expert. That's somewhat awkward. You know what? What I don't care because yeah, you do. You I care. do care. I care a lot. I'm embarrassed, yeah. and this is my public apology to the people of the podcast, to the fans of the podcast. Yep. I'm sorry. You've exposed my podcast as a fraud and falsely advertised. First episode as well. (laughs) I know. We're going to push this right back. Humiliated. Anyway, (laughs) Blink-182 met uh, The Simpsons. Yeah. That was a great (laughs) app. There is this really good app in in season 11 called Behind the Laughter, where they did like a documentary behind the music. I hated that episode. That's one of my favorites. You're joking. in my top three. Refresh my memory. It's it's where they sort of, they talk to the camera, don't they? And they strip back. It's like a mockumentary where the Simpsons are actors on a TV show and they talk about their experience working on it. See, I I think maybe I watched it too young. If I went and watched it now, maybe I'd have more of an appreciation. What season's that? Season 11. Okay. I think it's the final episode of season 11. Talk to me about, speaking of things that, jump out as very jarring from my childhood that I didn't like. You'll probably be able to tell me what episode this is. It's, I don't think it's a Treehouse of Horrors, but it ends with Homer ending up in the 3D real world. That is a Treehouse of Horrors. Is it? It's called Homer Cubed. I uh, hated that episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I that found it. It was just too weird. It was too so weird for me. I, I, I didn't mind it because there's a lot of funny stuff that happens in like Homer being there, like Homer calls out to the 2D world and he's like, uh, it's kind of like, uh, has anyone seen that movie <laughs> Tron? And then everyone, and then there's like a montage of everyone being like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And Chief Wiggins like, no. And then five other people are like, no, no, no. And then Chief Wiggins just like, yes. <laughs> he's already said no. Man, like, and then Patty and Selma, Patty and or Selma have that great line where it's like, I guess he's disappeared into fat air. <laughs> And doesn't somebody throw something in there at one point, or does he yeah, throw something and it I like comes so. back around? Yeah, it's look. It was yeah, just that some, was a jarring episode. It was some loud shit. What season would that have been? That couldn't have been in the golden age. I wouldn't imagine. No, it was. It was. I think it was like season seven or eight. Like I could be wrong. I probably am. Probably based am. On my uh, yeah, based thus on far. based on previous experience. But right, yeah. so, did you know? Here's a little fun fact for you. Yeah. Just to talk about how successful The Simpsons were, pretty much straight out of the gate. So it debuted in nineteen eighty nine, correct? Mm-hmm. That's actually on TV as yeah. a series itself. Yeah. So eighty seven was when it debuted on Tracy Ullman, but in nineteen ninety, the network decided to put it head to head against the Cosby Show. Now, uh, retrospectively, a great decision. Yes. <laughs> now you could say, why wouldn't you? But at the time, juggernaut, crazy juggernaut, crazy. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't. No, nothing was beating the Cosby Show. What is hilarious? Is the beef that came with this oh, between no. between Bill Cosby interesting and the character of Bart Simpson? Bill Cosby would go out and just try and like tarnish the whole idea of a Bart Simpson. There was a very PC movement against Bart Simpson yeah, in right. the '90s due to the character displaying things that we shouldn't be promoting to kids. Like, yeah. oh, it's cool to get an F in school, especially Bart the Genius. The whole premise is, is that he cheats on a on a test at school. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there was this whole anti... I no idea about this. But in the process, what does that do? It makes something so much cooler. So in 1990, there was a T-shirt, Don't Have a Cowman. Mm. And that, that shirt in 1990 had millions of T-shirts feature, featuring that slogan of Bart mm. selling around the world. Like, that's ridiculous. And this is its 
This is its second season. Yeah. That's how big the it character was. of Bart was. It was, ty- it was termed Bart Mania in well, the 1990s. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Bart was one of the focal characters, like was probably the main focal character for a lot of the, the first few seasons. Yeah. And then it, it sort of turned into Homer because there was just more you could do with Homer as a character. That's what, that's what it said online yeah. is that because of Bart's success, not only... Uh, in terms of popularity, but also financial success. Mm. That's why even on the episodes that he wasn't an integral character in a in a story arc of yeah. any any given episode, they would make they, they sure would find a way there. for Bart to appear. Yeah, you know you know what's cool about the Simpsons though in that sense. So like yeah, it, I, again it like started as Bart, and then Homer kind of became the breakout character, and he's probably still the most iconic Simpsons character. More yeah, than absolutely. Yeah, but then as the show expanded and you got this ever-growing roster of secondary recurring characters, mm. all of them started to get their own centric episodes. And you they started, do. All of them become fully fleshed out characters yeah. when they all began as just background You characters. could put, and I mean, it helps the fact that they're yellow, I guess, but you could put Chief Wiggum on a t-shirt and people would go, Simpsons. Yeah. You could put... That's so true. The you could put power of the yellow skin. Yes. You mm. could put bloody... Oh God, I know, Lionel Hutz on one. And he would... Yeah. yeah, it is. It's the skin recognition, but at the same time, these characters are so iconic now, especially within pop culture. They're everywhere. Yeah, and and even like the drawing style of Matt Groening, like the jaw lines of the Simpsons characters, and like the way they just the way they look. Same as like the Futurama characters and the new. They've show. got like, a really particular style, don't they? Yeah. So in terms of because you obviously watch a lot of animated, it's mm. all obviously very much stemmed from the Simpsons. You could say whether it be. Yeah. Uh, future, well, obviously Futurama is Matt Groening, but things even like South Park. When South Park was South after Park the was a bit after the Simpsons, yeah, and not like too far, but yeah. The thing is, like when I was a kid and I'd sort of done the Simpsons, like all I wanted to watch was South Park because it was like, like what you said, like when you're a kid, you want like rude stuff, you want crude stuff that you're not supposed to be watching, pretty much. So I just wanted to watch South Park because yep. like I got half of my understanding of like that's what I'm saying about adulthood. Bart. People yeah. say you, your parents would be like, you can't watch that. It's it's bad yeah. influence on you, and it makes it's you like watch you it want more. to get this. It's like you go to your friend's house that you're where you're allowed to watch it. Yeah, hundred percent. It makes it so much cooler. Yeah, but yeah, South Park definitely had that appeal. Yeah, but I guess that's what The Simpsons did. It created that. Uh, desire for a cartoon to not only be edgy, but to be able mm. to be targeted at all age demographics. Like, Definitely. I used to sit down and watch The Simpsons with my dad. My dad, I will still walk into a lounge room and my dad will be sitting there watching The Simpsons. Yeah. See, my parents hated The Simpsons because they, they saw it as like, this is just a kid's cartoon. They never saw it as more okay, than that. Okay, so it wasn't like a threat at all or like a no, something no, just, detrimental to your own no, <laughs> development no, no, as no, a person. They, they just thought, oh, this is just a stupid cartoon. Our they obviously like didn't realise you would, in your 20s, be sitting... Recording yeah, doing a, podcast, a podcast, doing talking a about the podcast about it. <laughs> oh, they're proud of me. Oh, but yeah. I think it was sort of like the reason why The Simpsons, I'm pretty sure The Simpsons ended up beating out The Cosby Show. Right? Yeah. And I think the reason was that like there were all these TV shows that were family sitcoms, but they were all like happy families. Whereas The Simpsons was one of the first ones to show like a realistic dysfunctional family. Yeah. And then, you know, South Park came along and was like, no, the, well, this is how kids really talk. This is how kids act mm. at school and this is what kids do. Kids aren't nice and hugging. Kids are like bullying each other, swearing at each other, being racist and doing all this shit. Not not that that stuff's good necessarily, but that's No, what... but that's more even more of a reality. And yeah. that's the thing they really leaned on wanting to display a, a realistic uh, view on everyday life. And that's yeah. what the whole premise of The Simpsons is. It's everyday life in a small town. Yeah. 
and just commentary on that. And that's what people like. We've seen it in how many shows. People are, will gravitate towards shows where they see themselves reflected in it. Yeah. And that's the whole point of a Homer, where mm. it's like this guy that goes, he clocks in every day at his job, comes home, just wants to have a beer yeah. and like eat, sit overweight. on the couch and watch TV, yeah. overweight, balding. The like, American dream. The yeah. American man, right? Like <laughs> the American Homer, dream. Homer is the stereotype of, of the American dad. And Marge is the stereotype of the American yeah. housewife. And, you know, that The Simpsons is just full of stereotypes. Like, Krusty's a, a, a washed-up celebrity. Mayor Quimby's a corrupt politician. Yeah. Like they tick all, all the boxes yeah. of what 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 does uh, fill our society. It's a send-up of, of American culture. Then you get the Australian episode, and people get so upset about it. But it's I literally know, it's just a send-up of It's a really how, great episode. It's, yeah, and, and, and that episode, to me, is how Americans perceive Australian culture. And exactly. that's what the sat, that's where the satire is is grounded right yeah um but yeah like but now like the simpsons is like synonymous with the family sitcom right yep. and like any cartoon after it that tries to do a similar thing like whether it's family guy which is a good show in its own right like to it to an extent or american totally Dad different or, kettle of fish really, yeah isn't it or king of the hill or bob's burgers or whatever show comes next yeah all of them People say, well, this is this the next Simpsons or this is a copy of the Simpsons to the point where like the Simpsons did a joke in this episode called the Italian Bob, mm. where the mayor of the Italian city where Sideshow Bob is living takes out a book of American criminals and the first page is Peter Griffin and the crime is plagiarismo. Then really? He, he turns the page and the, the second guy is uh, Stan, no, Stan Smith, who's the dad in American Dad, yes. and it says plagiarismo de plagiarismo, which is plagiarism of plagiarism. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are, they're very similar they're characters. very similar shows. Stemming from a Homer Simpson. Yeah. But okay, you you raise an interesting point about The Simpsons and how it is a, it's a commentary on everyday life. Mm. Do you think, because as we've said, people don't look at The Simpsons as fondly now or as relevant now as what they previously mm. did. Do you think that has anything to do with it's not a modern representation of a family? Do you think it's dated mm. in terms of when it debuted at the end of the 80s, early 90s? That was that was a traditional family. Mm. It wasn't a norm to have other, I mean, I don't know, maybe they have incorporated other neighbours or something where there is, you know, a gay couple next door with an adopted yeah. child. Yeah. So many people are so caught up in a PC movement now that maybe people just don't see it as being as relevant now as what it once was. Yeah. I th I think that that may definitely be true. Sorry, man. I've just got a frog in my throat. No, and I'm there you go. Cough. <clears> throat> cool. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. I just thought rather than stop the whole thing, I just announced. Well, I don't it have to, to edit that. Yeah, I'm happy about it. it. Yep. Um. Uh. Yeah. What was your question again? No. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, don't ask. I I think like I don't. I certainly don't think the comedy's dated. I think it still holds up. But I guess you could look at a show like Seinfeld, which is a very '90s show. Mm. It's a very it's very grounded in things that existed in the nineties. There's no mobile phones. There's yeah. no, you know, anything like that. Um, but it's still a funny show and it's still, I still think it's a really relevant show in terms of Absolutely. like social etiquette and how things are and matter of factness. Um, so I think the Simpsons is still an adequate representation of the United States to an extent, but yeah. I do think that the characters have, uh, lost their original charm and purpose in the later seasons because I think that because the writer the writers are just not the same, right? Yeah. So the people who created The Simpsons aren't writing on The Simpsons. I don't even know how much involvement Matt Groening still has with The Simpsons other than being like executive producer. And, yeah. Apparently, well, he's still showrunner. 
Macro. No, I pretty oh, sure sorry, Al Jean no. is showrunner. Al Jean is yeah. showrunner, of course, yeah. And he's probably the only one there who's still who's been there since uh, quote unquote the golden age. Yes. And there is a lot of blame thrust upon him as to why it is in the state it is. They think yeah. he, he's sort of in cruise control with it. Yeah. Um I, I mean it's a money making machine. There's really no reason to stop. Um There isn't. You've got to think though, like the talent in terms of the writers, we'll touch on who the original writers were in yeah. those in that golden age period. Yeah. But like the I, I listened to an interview the other day on uh, Mark Maron's podcast, WTF, yeah. and it was with, you'll be able to tell me, I can't remember uh, her name. Yardley Smith. Yardley Smith. The voice of Lisa Simpson. Yes. Yeah. And she was talking about how now, these days, the writing team is not only massive, which could be an issue in itself, mm. that's, obviously there's a lot of chefs in the kitchen, mm. but it's made up of young people, mostly guys, she said, that grew up watching it and yeah. loved The Simpsons. Yeah. These people would have to be in the same sort of generation as us. Yeah. They would be leaning on those golden age sort of episodes as their favorite. Why is it not sort of like as cutting edge as what it once was? And you yeah. you do have to wonder, you're like, maybe there is a an overseeing figure in that writing team. Yeah. Al Jean, maybe. I don't know. So some people uh, argue that the past maybe five years. And like, we're talking 30 years of this show, right? Yeah. It's like five years in a 30 year show. Isn't actually that much of it. People say that in the past five years, it started to get better because mm, okay. a lot of the episodes have callbacks to the original episodes from the golden age. So people, and then that may be because of the, like the writers growing up with it. So they're like, Oh, what about when this happened? Let's do a callback to that. Yep. And people just like, seeing the the callbacks and the and it's like it's like when Han Solo appears in Star Wars episode 7 and you're like yeah fuck yeah Han Solo's back and like yeah exactly you know, it's, it's just, the it's the um it's the nostalgia aspect of yeah, it exactly. which can get people back in but it's a matter of keeping them there yeah. as i said i think i actually lucked out with the episode i watched of episode uh, sorry season 30 yeah it was not only not only did it feel really like sort of hip, hip that's a horrible word i'm sorry sorry for using it Hip I in terms it, of like the fact Mark Maron was on it. Like that's yeah. a, it's a podcaster. You can tell that's, that's influenced by somebody of a certain generation. That yeah, is that's a millennial, that's a millennial oh, yeah. concept. And from there, the episode went into a really classic Simpsons style cool. flashback where it was going back like 30 years in early in Krusty's career when he tried to make a movie and he had to like direct it himself and the, and the cast and the cast and crew of the film were made up of all the characters we know. Homer and Marge were young and like in love and they took a summer job working on Krusty's movie. Yeah, right. And they were like script runners and stuff like that. That was like, it felt like quite a, a, a old school concept in terms mm. of it felt like the Simpsons, Simpsons are new. Yeah. A lot of people don't like those kind of things in the fandom because like there was that classic love story of Homer and Marge meeting at high, high school in the seventies with Artie Ziff, you, you know, all that. Yeah. And then, I see what you mean. It jumps then, around a little bit too much. Well, and then 10 years later, they say, nah, that's not what happened. They yeah. actually met in the nineties during the Nirvana period. And Homer is like this Kurt Cobain figure in that episode. It's called that 90s show. Yeah. Um, and they just retro, like they retcon the original thing that people really liked. And there's like, no real canon, is there's there? There's no canon, no. Which is, you can't expect there to be a, be a canon when these characters don't age. Yeah, exactly. They don't age at all. So, like, I mean, realistically, it's in keeping with the with the premise of the show and the yeah. tone of it. I always think if Bart's 10 for every episode of The Simpsons that's aired, yep. 
and there's been 600 episodes, then some of the episodes are taking place concurrently because there's only 365 days in a year, right? <laughs> so I always I always wanted to do like sit down and do an actual timeline of when oh all the god, episodes Oh my god, if you do happening. that, can you bring it back here and we'll <laughs> yeah. talk about it? That would be so much work. It'd be so much work. Someone's got to do it though for the Have they not? Surely someone has, but like yeah, like it it's it's there's there's no canon. It's I think they call it a floating timeline, which is where the timeline just it, the time is what year it currently is yeah. always. And it's never explained as to why, you know, there's no mobile phones in the first few seasons, but now they have mobile phones and MySpace. And yeah. That was, like that was one thing that was jarring when I watched that new episode. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Bart's got a mobile. Okay. Yeah. Lisa's like listening to an I, uh, a podcast on her phone. Yeah. I was like, this is, this, like, is this is odd. Yeah. They're all sitting on the school bus and like, with and their with their phones, yeah. like Otto's still driving. And like, it was just, Oh, this yeah. is the same time period as what I used to watch. I know, but I, I always find it extremely, extremely jarring when The Simpsons tries to do takes on phones, iPods, you know, laptops, uh, anything modern, anything like I, cause I always felt like it worked so well in, with them in the nineties. Where do you, where do you land if somebody was to say The Simpsons should have stopped after season 12? Um, I think if The Simpsons wasn't still profitable and popular amongst a demographic, I'm pretty sure the demographic is children in America, Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be going, right? If it really was not making any money, it wouldn't be going. I think creatively it should have stopped a long time ago, but I think uh, in this world we're more motivated by money than we are by creative integrity. Therefore, m- my fear is that The Simpsons, uh, one of the voice actors will die before The Simpsons yeah. finishes, and yeah. then we'll have to have some shitty finale that's shoehorned without some of the major characters in it, Yeah, right? That's my fear. So I think they really should end it ASAP. You would think they would have come to be wary of that. I mean, there's yeah. been... I'm about to list... You'll know these. I'm yeah. about to list some characters who appeared in the early seasons, or yeah. the, the most prominent seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah. The biggest episodes that still air and most popular. Yeah. And the voice actor died, and those characters have never been seen again. Yeah. So... Uh, for instance, Phil Hartman. Yeah. That was a tragic, that was a murder. A horrible, murdered by his wife. It was horrible, horrible. And he was a famous SNL alumni. Yeah. Fun side fact about him. Yeah. That in Futurama, there's this character called Zap Brannigan. Yep. He's kind of like, hey, I'm Zap Brannigan. That was a terrible impression. I've never seen it, so it's fine. Okay. So his name's (laughs) Zap Brannigan and Phil Hartman was supposed to be the voice of Zap Brannigan because he was a really like McClure, Lionel Hutz type character. Right, so it was being developed before he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. and um, and then it ended up going to Billy West, who's the voice of Fry and Farnsworth and Zoidberg, who are some of the main characters. And Billy West based the voice on what Phil Hartman would have sounded like doing it. And I remember being a kid watching it, being like, "Dude, this character sounds exactly like Troy McClure or Lionel Hutz or something." Yeah. So it was like a really accurate. So he was in person, almost, he was almost impersonating. impersonating what he would have sounded like if Phil Hartman had done it. Isn't that crazy? It, it really speaks to how highly they must have held Phil Hartman. Mm, yeah. Given that they not only did they have a great voice actor who went on to do so many prominent voices in Futurama, but they're like still try and sound like this yeah, though. Like yeah. they'd obviously modeled this whole character around him. Yeah. And Billy West is a very successful voice actor in his own right. Like Has he done anything else other he than was, Futurama? He was, uh, he's done a fair bit. I think his most notable one was as either Ren or Stimpy or potentially both in the cartoon Ren and Stimpy. 
but he's done. Okay. He's done <laughs> if he, that's the most notable, I think Futurama is still the most notable. Yeah, it, it probably is, but he's done a lot of like just voice work. Like voice actors tend to just do work on fucking everything. I'm know? so tempted to do a Futurama podcast because I can tell you've got a lot on it and it's something I know nothing about. And a, again, that's what I want this podcast to be is finding out things that might intrigue me enough to go and watch it. Let's do it, man. We, we might have to tee that um, up. Go back to the actors so, that, have, that have died. Phil Hartman yeah. obviously did characters Lionel Hutz, yeah. Troy McClure, and Lyle Landley. Lyle Landley. Lyle Landley. Yeah. Now, here's my question for you. <laughs> Lyle Landley from the famous monorail episode. Yeah. There's nothing on earth like a genuine electrified bonafide six-car monorail. What's it called? Monorail. Hey, he's got it. <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's Lyle Landley. That's, uh, might use that grab somewhere throughout the rest of the series. I don't know. Um, so here's my question. Not only are they great characters that never got seen again, obviously Lyle Landley was a one-off. A one-off yeah. Do you think Lyle Landley could have appeared again in The Simpsons? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think he would have, given how prominent and, and how fondly remembered the monorail episode is in mm. The Simpsons history? That is like, that's one of the things you think of first, monorail. Yeah. Simpsons. Do you reckon they would have brought him back? Surely it's a cash I mean, grab. Hank Scorpio never came back. True. I don't think. I don't think. And we've came come back. to learn that. I mean, Al Brooks is still around. <laughs> Albert yeah, Brooks. He's still around. But Al Brooks has actually played uh, three characters in The Simpsons. Who else? Uh, um, he played Ross Cargill in the Simpsons movie, which was originally going to be Hank Scorpio, but then they changed it. Oh, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> so Ross Cargill is basically just Hank Scorpio. Why he... would they not put Hank Scorpio in? I don't know. They you don't know? They just didn't want to do it. Shit, Mike. Um, this is the sort of intel we, like, yeah. that was great, so but we know, had more there. And you know I was... the guy who's like, oh, I want, I want uh, 24-7 surveillance around the dome. Yeah. And I want 50 tough guys, and I want 50 short, uh, short, oh, soft, I want well, 50 you soft know... guys to make the tough guys look tougher. Here's how I want to arrange. Tough, tough, soft, <laughs> tough, soft. That, that's, uh, that's Al Brooks, right? And it just, it's exactly Hank it Scorpio. It really is Hank yeah. Scorpio. So, it's like, sir, you've, <laughs> sir, I'm afraid you've gone mad with power. Of course I have. You ever tried going mad without power? It's awful. No one listens to you, right? I really like the Simpsons movie. Sorry, I know I'm jumping this podcast no, around a lot. I'm actually, yeah. I, that, again, speaks so much to the writing. I'm genuinely laughing at yeah, the lines. Oh, they man. are brilliant. Hang on. What was I oh, saying? The, the other two characters. Uh, he plays was... Ross Cargill, and then I can't remember the name of this character, but this is his worst appearance. But it's the one where he's like a self-help guy. He comes to Springfield, and Bart uh, calls out, and he gets Bart up on stage. He's like, why did you say that? And he's like, I don't know. I do what I feel. And then he's like, I do what I feel. Do you remember that one? It's no. early, early days. No. But yeah, it's, a, it's not his best. It's, not, it's uh, not his best. It's not his best. <laughs> All right. um, he also played Jacques, the bowling guy in season one that tries to have an affair with Marge. Jacques. Oh, I remember that. That's Al Brooks. So he plays four characters. What happens in no. that whole episode? I'm trying to think of that. What? Why is he in that? Because he's a, he's at the bowling alley and Marge And Marge is, is why is she bowling? <sighs> Man, this is season one stuff. Is uh, it season one? It's Actually, season the one and then there's, an, there's an episode later where they do Simpsons love stories and it's like a compilation episode where they throw back to it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, Sorry, man. That's, who, oh, look, you've derailed who, the who shit out of it. But, nah, look, I was actually going to ask you, is there anyone else that's died? Because uh, that, that seems to be the biggest one that had such a, a, a massive impact yeah. across the board. More recently was the voice actor for Mrs. Krabappel died, oh, so she's been retired. Uh, her name escapes me, and I'm really sorry. So Edna's not in the show anymore. She's no longer in the show. and it was Isn't that a shame? It was actually sad because did you know that Flanders and Krabappel got married again around season 20? No. 
So, so sorry, they didn't get married again. They got married for the first time. I was going to say, so, I was going to act cool for like yeah. those Simpsons fanatics <laughs> listening and just going to go, yeah, no, of course. Fine. I remember the first time. <laughs> just, didn't, just didn't remember the first, first second. and last time. Yeah. Uh, Flanders and Krabappel got married. In, okay. In, and that was like a thing. Like now they live together. She's like the stepmom to Rod and Todd. And then the voice actor for Krabappel. What season's this? This has got to be. This is around season 20. Yeah, okay. And around maybe four, I was off. I was admittedly yeah, off. Maybe four or five years ago she passed away. And I'm re- again, I'm really regretful that I can't remember her name. And I don't want to say like the wrong name. So I'm just going to not say yeah. it. Yeah. So sorry about that. But um, I but then Krabappel got retired as a character, obviously. Mm. And Flanders, there was this really sad scene where Flanders was looking at a photo of Maud b- beside his bed, and then he adds a photo of Edna beside oh, his bed. Oh, he's had two, yeah, two wives yeah, pass. Yeah. Um, but Harry Shearer's in his 70s, man, and he's the one who plays, like, um, he plays Mr. Burns, Smithers, like a lot of the recurring characters. He's in his 70s. See, Harry Shearer <laughs> was who I thought played Homer, but obviously not. No, that's Dan Castle. Yeah, no, of course, you've yeah. said that, yeah. yeah. See, if yeah, they, just, he's, well, how old is he? Dan, what is it? Castor? He's in his 60s as well. Like, they're all getting quite old. I mean, they've, this show's been on for 30 years. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not like a new show where the voice actors are really young. Like, they're getting there. It's pretty crazy to think that, as you said, one could die and then. That would what, be the what worst do thing you that do? could happen. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've done, and, <clears> and you've seen before, you couldn't just write out, you couldn't write out one of the, the lead family characters. You couldn't do it. No. But I mean, what, what, how would you, how would you end the Simpsons? I saw the theory. I've thought about this many times, but what was great. Sorry, go this, I feel like this will give us probably the perfect finish to this, but I want to know, how would you end it? Because I did read at one point in time, it was thrown around the idea of looping all yeah. the way back and to the first ever episode, so Simpsons roasting on a, what is it? Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Yes. It starts with a school, I think it's a school Christmas pageant concert kind of thing and the and Marge and Homer are going there. So they were like, let's end it by uh, sending, let's end it by sending Marge and Homer to that pageant yep. or to that concert. And it's an infinite time loop. Which would be, series. I think is cool. <laughs> I think it's cool I, too. I think it's really cool because as we've discussed, they don't age at all. Like this, this whole series, there's no real continuity or canon, mm. but mm. at the same time, they're in the same, a- you could do it yeah. as a year timeline. Yeah. They could all age a year <laughs> yeah. and then they go and then like, it's the Christmas pageant the following year. Like yeah. who's to say, but do, is that, is that how you think it should end? Uh, I personally think it should end with, uh, and this might sound dramatic, but I do think it should end, uh, with the death of grandpa. Uh, because I think that'd be a perfect way to end the series. Not that Grandpa has to die to like take one for has the team. Has he not died? No, he hasn't died. I thought he did <clears throat> die at one point. And they brought him back. No, no that was Brian Griffin from Family Guy. <laughs> they <laughs> oh, did. Oh, of course. Yeah, my <laughs> they bad. They did do that. Yeah, no, um, of course. I do no, remember. Uh, Homer's mum died, but Homer's dad. Yeah, Grandpa's still alive. Yep. Um, and I think that it would be a really uh like bittersweet. Why? Thing. Why does? Why is it that? Um, because I think that. I can't think of anything else they could they could do that would be very memorable. I don't think they could kill off a main character, but I think I think there would be something very very sweet about grandpa dying and telling Homer that he loves him and he's proud of him and seeing Homer's response to that and Homer going home and really appreciating his family, telling Bart and Lisa and Maggie that he he loves them and and holding Marge and, you know, like learning. I know this is really idealistic and not very Simpson-y, but I do think that 
uh, the death of Homer's dad would be a very big deal, particularly because there are sprinkles throughout the series of Abe not very, not really being a good father and not really showing that. Yeah. Right. So I think getting some kind of, I think that there's a climax in that that would be really interesting. And you know that Homer as a character is really complex and deep inside he's, he's, a, he's a hurt man. Like he, his father didn't love him. His mom ran away and then, you know, came back into his life and died. And, you know, like Homer's actually a really complex and sensitive character. This, And I, I like, I really like him as a character. I love Homer as a character. Yeah. My issue with what you're saying is, is that still the character today? Do you remember the Simpsons episode? Of course you will. Where Homer thinks he's got 24 hours to live. Yeah. Um, that that's a episode, episode, that hit me as a kid. That really made me confront the idea of death and yeah, like right. mortality. Yeah. That whole, him sitting in the chair, looking out the window as the sun rises and yeah. he's asleep. Yeah. And Marge comes down and feels the drool and, and she feels it's warm. Yeah, yeah. And she's so happy. Oh, and she wakes alive. him up. Yeah. That like still goosebumps. Mm. That gives me goosebumps. Totally. That, your ending, fantastic for then. But I feel like the show is so different now. Mm, like true. the characters, are, like Homer is a dumb idiot. Yeah, he's that is portrayed as not having much of an emotional compass yeah. at all. Yeah, true. Would you I agree? guess I am referring. I guess all You're the things thinking... I said were about the Homer I know and yeah. the Homer I grew up with, which and that's is not it anymore. But like, if anything, it annoys me more because I think that is a great mm. end to a series. But yeah. it's almost like they've gone so far with it that it is. It's a cash cow now. Mm. They're not caught up in character progression, character storylines, no. anything other than just churning out these episodes, which at this point they don't have much meaning to, or it, there's yeah. no stakes in the episodes whatsoever. Again, that's me having no, not I... watched it in 10, like as in the last 10 years worth of shows, yeah. I've watched the show. But, but that's that's how you feel about it now, yeah? Yeah, like it, it just feels like it's watered down to a point where it's just a generic cartoon, and as you said, the demographic, whether it is or not in the States, it certainly feels like it's mm. aimed at kids. And, I mean, are they yeah. willing to do that? It's almost like, bring back the original writers to mm. write the last episode. They probably True. would. Yeah, they, they, probably they probably would. would. But, like, you're right about it being being for kids, and it's like, that's what it wasn't supposed to be at the start. It was supposed to be that kids watch it, but adults watch it and enjoy it too. Yeah. But the thing about The Simpsons and how it lives on, in my opinion, and the best part about its current form, like... I don't really watch the old episodes of The Simpsons anymore. I rarely do. Like maybe with friends if they're over just to relive it. But you know, the way I, the primary way I consume The Sim Simpsons now mm. is via the memes and the remixes and the recreations that fans are making, right? Interesting. This, this new, this new means of like fan made content around The Simpsons, like the Steam Terms meme, which became like this, like, 15, 10, 15 years after the Steam Tamed episode aired, yeah. everyone's doing the Steam, Steam Tam, Tam I have online, seen them, right? yeah. Steam Tams. There was this point where there was this thing where Dr. Hibbert punches through a picture frame at, at Bart, yep. right? That became a meme for a while. And it's funny. I'm like, this is me consuming The Simpsons in fan-made remixes of the show. And this is how I'm now consuming it. And what is that? That's fucking pop culture at its, at its best. Yeah. Like this show after 30 years... Is still yeah. so prominent, but not the new stuff. No. Not the things that are relevant today in it's terms of the, the newest nostalgia. episode. Yeah. It's all the old stuff. Yeah. Like, that's what I love about it. And that's the thing. You, regardless of what you think about The Simpsons, whether you think, oh, it's crap now, that's mm. fine. But even if you want to, if you loved The Simpsons once and you went back and you said, to me, The Simpsons only exists from the first or the second till season 12. Yeah. That's still a show 
that when did when would season twelve have been like the so sort of like two thousand and two? Yeah, we're in two thousand and nineteen right yeah. now, and that up, and that is still taking over social media. I saw like there was another Skinner one, the Aurora Borealis. Yeah, oh, that, that one. Went, that, 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 that's from the Steam Ham. Deck, yes, but that went crazy, right? And, and and when would that episode have aired? That would have been like yeah. season ten or something. Yeah, I don't know, but possibly season even season eight. But the the thing is, like, it's not about this. Isn't what for any show? But The Simpsons seems to be the best example. It's not about I'm gonna go and sit down and for twenty minutes and watch this on the DVD and and just sit and watch it and enjoy it. It's about oh, I watched this and now I'm gonna go on Microsoft Paint and make a meme about it and post it in this Simpsons group on Facebook. Yeah. So other people who like it as much as me can get it. Yeah. And and laugh and find it funny because they understand it, right? And not only that, but it's something that takes them back. It's something they love. Yeah. People are passionate about. People fucking yeah. care about The Simpsons, even if they don't anymore. They mm. still care about you know. I was a kid and that, that really, that's something from my, my childhood. childhood. Yeah. It means so much to people. hundred percent. And that is why it's probably still as prominent as it is today. Definitely. Even with people like us who don't watch it anymore, but mm. we still, somebody says best cartoon of all time. Are you ever going to not say the Simpsons? I, I, I wouldn't. I, I and I'm I not a massive, yeah. I, I've watched a lot of cartoons. I'm not mm. massive on any of them, but I would always say the Simpsons. Yeah. The Simpsons is, I think the. Uh, the, the, the epitome of what animated comedy can be. Yep. And, uh, with that, I rest my case. (laughs) You rest your case? What? I thought that was just a figure of speech. Case closed. (laughs) That's from The Simpsons. Yeah, no, I know. Just in case you didn't know. I was just, I was making sure you were done. I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, mate. I reckon, you know what? The only way I can see us ending better than that is with a song. Oh shit! Okay, I brought. Well, Mike, I brought okay. my guitar. Go, go grab you. <laughs> that feels like such a a late night talk show where they go. I've got a guitar just behind the chair here. When I asked Mike, I said, "Can you come on and do this Simpson show? I know you're such a huge fan." Yeah. And he replied, "He goes, yeah, but can I sing?" And I was like, "What do you want to sing?" And he's like, "Well, there's only one song I would want to sing, and it's this." Oh, I'm not ready yet. Oh, <laughs> so, oh man, that, come on! No, no, I just want to disclaim that I haven't rehearsed this. Okay. But I, it, it's like two chords. So the voice is the already only, nice and croaky, so... Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> what season are we talking here? Oh, God. You're putting me on the spot a lot today, season man. Season two, was it? Yeah, early, early. Um, two or three. I wonder if we need another mic for the guitar, but maybe not. Maybe let's just do it. Or I can just do it. All right. Hey, good evening, guys. This is Radio Mike. And, uh, Radio Mike. I'm here to play a song for you. Lease. Lisa, it's your birthday God bless you this day You gave me the gift of a little sister And I'm proud of you today Lisa, it's your birthday Happy birthday, Lisa Lisa, it's your birthday Happy birthday, Lisa Wish you love and goodwill I wish you peace and joy I wish you better than your heart desires And your first kiss from a born Everybody! Lisa, it's your birthday Happy birthday, Lisa Lisa, it's your birthday Happy birthday, Lisa Lisa, it's your birthday God bless you this day You gave me the gift Do-do-do-do-do And I'm proud of you today Thanks, Mark. Uh, uh, we won't do the last No, we're done. <laughs>
That's our conversation with Radio Mike from 20th Century Boy Podcast, talking all things The Simpsons. Hopefully, if you're a Simpsons buff, you found it at least accurate in the information we provided. We did a little bit of research beforehand, but Mike fancied his own ability, his own knowledge, and uh, I did a little bit of research. But if we did miss anything important, or maybe you disagree with what we deem to be the golden age of The Simpsons, make sure you let us know in the comments. All right? And if we missed anything else important, post it there, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you found our posts regarding this episode being published. So let us know what your thoughts are. If you are on iTunes listening, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get all of the updates whenever we post a new episode. And leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. If you want to see things done differently. If it's negative, that's fine. I mean, I would prefer positive. But negative, sometimes constructive feedback is good. So keep it constructive, please, for my own ego. Other than that, that's about all we've got time for on this episode of The Pop Culture Report, the debut episode of The Pop Culture Report. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you next time. This has been a Cheeky Leprechaun production.